Hello, and you're listening to Free the Mythology, the show where we promote personal creativity by examining works in the public domain and putting new spins on them for storytellers like you. As these works are in the public domain, all the ideas generated from them can be considered Creative Commons 1.0 materials for your use. As we do occasionally reference copyrighted works, please make sure to do your own research before publication. Hello everyone, I'm Shane Wheeler. And I'm Mike Toussaint. And this is Free the Mythology, Episode 2. Free the Mythology, where we promote personal creativity by examining works in the public domain and putting new spins on them for storytellers like you. And hopefully that'll inspire you to put your own spin on them. So, tonight, we've got an oldie but a goodie. Oh, yes. I mean, it's... It's not it's not something that I'd usually want to tackle but but this this still I do have memories of it from my childhood. Oh, indeed, indeed. Maybe, and, and we are we are from Michigan. You and I we're both from Michigan. We are very close to Canada. They are our friends across the border. Yeah, that's true. I, I am also pretty sure when this was on uh on broadcast networks it was it was old bunny years and uh you know <laughs> my my uh sister and my mom trying to tune in to uh find canadian television programs uh, more, more specifically so, um we're talking about anne of green gables by l m montgomery yes so mike Which, you're uh, for... no, i was about to say you're, you're kind of the uh you know the more well-read literary one so you go ahead and break it down there is not too much to break down your basic tale of a lovely little place, um, specifically Prince Edward Island in Canada, sort of at the at the dawn of the century or the end of last, in that sort of time period, a small farm into which an older couple expects to, tries to adopt a boy to help them around the farm as they get older, but to their surprise, the orphanage sends them instead a girl, but she's lovely and precocious and wins them over with her I don't know, lovely precociousness. Yes, isn't she lovely? She's so imaginative. Listen to her talk, everyone. You're you're all constantly, you know, won over by her her strange and awkward childnessnesses. And when I say won over, I of course mean that everyone puts on a, a great front of being cross with her or annoyed at her or confused that she might have I don't know, thoughts and feelings, but deep down they're amused and endeared. To yes. some degree. Um, now, for, for both me and Shane, most of our interaction with this admittedly comes from the TV shows produced by someone in Canada, broadcast either on network television or on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, this was a... Um, as in, my, in my childhood, the uh, in, in my early childhood... I definitely know that uh, times in which my sister would be sick, uh, the VHS tapes were lovingly rented uh, until they were eventually lovingly bought. Um, hi, Meg. Mm-hmm. And so, th- so the imagery's from that. Uh, she also read the books, of course. I have not read the books, though I have, in the course of researching this, made sure to pour over the free-to-everyone-on-the-Wikipedia edition of the book that's up there to see how many of the scenes I remember from the show are close enough to scenes actually from the book yes uh is there any do you, do you feel like there's any specific character highlights we want to hit beyond uh i mean we should probably go into describing Anne herself to some degree 
well, we've we've joked about the the precociousness, and that is that is certainly an element there. She clearly has a creative mind. She runs her mouth off and launches into flowery language a lot. She spells her name with an E. It's very important. Actually, I, I well, want to go yes. off on this bit because I I actually no. loved find, finding this out, like looking at the research. So apparently. Uh, you know, we're talking about public domain and we're talking about the idea of, okay, we're taking old things and trying to put new spins on them so we can create our own uh, creative works. Anne orphan stories or orphan stories that featured a character named Anne were apparently a very common thing. Uh, mm. Montgomery kind of distinguished herself from the other Anne orphan stories by one, putting the E on the end of the name. So, you know, she's not messing <laughs> around. Um, and also uh drawing a lot on their own life experience like their own personal childhood and things like i know at least some of the characters are kind of like that's that's basically a neighbor with some serial numbers filed off and you know there there's something to the <laughs> adage of writing what you know and there's also a level two of you know the also kind of going this sort of story works i should look at it and do something like that you know, so so creativity does have a has a absorptive element. You know, ripping ripping stuff oh, off. Yes. Uh, creativity. <laughs> it's, certain aspects of creativity can happen in a vacuum, but uh, as as indicated by our first recording as well, creativity also is part of a continuum. Yeah. So um, along with that, uh, Montgomery also wrote several other orphan series. Apparently. She did another one that was more based on herself. I can't remember the name. I want to say it was Ember. That um, yes, yes, that I I do recognize that name. I feel like it was another thing that was around the house because my sister had it. And and you know, continuing on the whole kind of you know, well, everything past the first completed work in in some ways is is a fan fiction of itself. Uh, this this series went from Green Gables to Avonlea to oh, yes. uh, several several in many places. Uh, I think all of them are public domain, except some of them got published past the uh, you know the the, the yes. magic date. So, so there might be a few that aren't, but for the most part, they're all in the public yeah. domain. Yeah, the um the original volume follows Anne from when she shows up at eleven to when she spoilers um is i don't know somewhere between around 16 to 18 ish a you know an emerging adult as it were uh taking the job as school teacher in avonlea because good old gilbert gave it up to her so she could stay at the farm yes well that's that's very magnanimous um <laughs> Yes. Also, she has red hair and freckles and really doesn't like it, which gets her into trouble at one point when I think she tries to dye her hair black and something. Oh, oh yes. and then there's the cutting of it. And there's bemoaning. And there's... I don't know what you call the decision of... Then again, they're 13, so you just call it being 13-year-olds. The decision to enact a moment out of, you know, um, an Arthurian poem in which a dead maiden is, you know pushed out into a funeral barge which they enact by grabbing an old rowboat and Anne herself lays in it as they you know recite some poetry and push her out to sea which would have been yeah, nice and yeah, beautiful yeah. if the boat didn't immediately start sinking yeah <laughs> um yeah so i mean it it's it's a lot of just you know 
you know, if I was just talking about this in anime-type terms, this is pretty slice-of-life stuff, you know? It's just... Oh, yes. What's happening I, I will at this point point out that, that I, I will add, Japan did make an anime in 1979. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so yes, if, there's they, a, if there's they made an anime of, of it... Yeah, the, the, there's a little like, picture of Anime Anne on the Anne of Green Gables article on Wiki. Um, I'm super happy to hear that, because now yeah. I, I feel way less bad about anything we're going to come up with tonight. we're about to do. So, uh, so this, this, uh, this particular uh, character and setting is basically mm -hmm. about this... Um, it's a, it's an orphan story, and orphans are great yes. in literature because, mm -hmm. you know, you you cut away a lot of um the difficulties of coming up with the character itself. Like, you know, who are their parents? Where do they come from? Uh, what are they doing? And with this, it's a little more like, well, they're an orphan. They're here now. They just plop right in the setting. This is why we do this. You know, this is why all every D and D character, you know, is an orphan. Um, not every D and D character, obviously, but a, a lot of them. Even before you get into that whole vindictive, that's going a different round. But but yes, it is very easy to be like, well, why were they that way? I don't know. They're an orphan. Like you don't have to worry too much about their father's quirks, about their mother's inheritance. You can just you know, you can just ro yeah, they yeah. show up in a place with character bits already attached to them, and you can just launch them, bounce off other characters and the setting and the plot as need be. Yeah, it's very, very tabula rasa. It's very nice. So, on that lines, you know, with Anne, we've already kind of talked about her traits. She's 11 years old, precocious, she talks a lot, she manages to consternate yet win people over, and, uh, you know, and she just gets dropped into the setting. So, what we're going to do is we're just going to drop her into other settings. And... Because, um, premise-wise, uh, all you have is that there were people who were an orphan but this is not the orphan they were or something to that extent yeah now mind you i've, I've i think i'm setting some rules early on this thing because okay. i feel like this this loses some of the fun if we don't if she doesn't still succeed right like she's the protagonist she she makes it Oh, she gets yes. to stick around. That's that's kind of the thing. So this isn't going to be just like throwing Anne to the wolves, where we're going to try and be. Well, if you know, if relatively... Anne does end up with the wolves, the wolves will be slightly annoyed at the beginning, but we'll decide in the end to keep her, and it will all work out. Oh my God, that sounds amazing! Anne of the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> and she had gone there thinking that she was about to be adopted, but lo, no one had survived the initial attack. <laughs> It'd be like, maybe, you know, just, just like some sort of Jack London novel, but, you know, with Anne, but she's with the wolves, and it seems to be working out somehow. Uh, okay, maybe that's not the first one we should do. I do have a list, if we'd like to, if we'd like to try the list. Unless you want to riff on this wolf thing. I am liking this wolf thing, though. I do. It's a thought, it's a thought. I'll let it percolate. I'll let it percolate for now. So you want? Yes, you, you want let's you, get those... you do have a list assembled of potential uh, places for for and to be. So uh, so what? If... So, so I want to I want to try and get a good breadth of uh, genre here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start a little mm -hmm. sci-fi. Oh, actually, you know what? The sci-fi might be a little bit further out there. Let's let's try something a little easier. So uh, okay. let's go with Anne of Camelot. Anne of Camelot. 
Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I mean, and and well, I mean, in certain versions of Arthur, maybe only the Disney one. I'm not sure. Isn't there a level of you know? Oh, it's that orphan boy, and they they touch this thing, and they become king. So, well, that's in 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 general. Mm-hmm. One day we may have to go into Arthur, but that's long down the list. Okay. We have a lot of things to go before then. But um, in general, Arthur is raised with no clue whatsoever that he's the king. Um, the the whole sword in the stone story, which is based on the the first part of T. H. White, when it was not yet yeah. the first part of his book and it was a standalone, and then he decided he's writing a brewery book and changed the whole thing around. That's a whole story. But um, but yes, Arthur being an orphan with no real idea of who he is, and then finding out he's the king because strange anvils lying around distributing well, swords yeah 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 so like okay we got to figure out how uh who who's gonna adopt Anne in so maybe it's just this whole thing of you know she could be right side by side with him you know like during this stuff it could cause all sorts of trouble some interesting trouble um so let's say yeah so uh arthur's there and they're like we needed another we're gonna have another stable boy or whatever to yeah. muck things up but Instead, they get Anne, with an E. And at first, they're like, we don't need a... What, 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 would, what kind of job would it be? Like, milkmaid? I don't know. Uh, what, what kind of yeah, job? I, I, I guess kitchen girl? Yeah, kitchen girl or whatever. But, you know, somehow uh, she gets involved, and uh, her, her general attitude is more... Uh, well, well, consternating, also bemusing to everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume... Now... No, I gotta, I gotta take almost the, uh, what's what's his name, uh, Gilbert Blythe. Is that the name of her? Uh... Gilbert Blythe. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yes, in, I almost gotta like take it. We're riffing. Hmm? Oh, I was about to say we almost need to take the Gilbert Blythe scale on Arthur real quick to be like, okay, I don't think he's a Gilbert Blythe. That doesn't, that doesn't feel right to me. No, no. Well, I, I mean, you, you, you could decide to throw that that love thing in there it's a bit weird for many reasons yeah i i don't there there is this other person who's there he's a few years older but he's generally Mm -hmm. at this stage usually portrayed especially in the th white version and the disney version as like kind of Mm -hmm. like overbearingly brash and a little dance and i am bizarrely taken with the idea of of Anne and Kay being like back and forth sniping at each other throughout childhood i mean but that's like each other more than they want to i mean that's pretty funny with as Arthur a in the middle. well i mean okay like so yeah the idea of okay so we've got yeah and arthur kind of in the middle so i would think that it would, it would kind of break down of you know okay so at first they're like we were, we're gonna get rid of her but they don't because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. She's she's good usually and and i mean along the way Anne does some good deeds through the like oh, yes. novels and stuff like and that's part of her winning people over like in one case uh watching the baby while it had the croup and that made sure the baby lived i guess is a yep. thing yeah that that's one of the big so, ones that comes up also just her, her general scholastic ability sort yep of. yep she is smart and so like i can kind of see like you know it'd be fun for them to be like all right so they're they're fairly decent friends at first but then when uh, certain things start, you know, going differently, maybe at some point she takes care of somebody when they're sick and that works out, mm-hmm. uh, wins them over. Yeah, the whole idea of, well, she is smart. She's like smarter than average is a, is a thing that definitely comes up. Yes. And so I could see the idea of, okay, so, you know, yeah, sparring with Kay and <laughs> Kay not being particularly bright 
having that yes. whole kind of like and i'm gonna do this thing on this quest and her just kind of being like yeah well maybe you should feed your horse first because you're going through the swampland here and that's going to be really bad for you no i don't need that i have bravery and then he comes back covered in mud and feeling yeah. like an idiot um and you know i think it'd be fun too for the level of like okay arthur a lot of stuff uh gets done and i mean it, it might be because of the way they're told like you know, you talk about chivalry tales in our last yeah. episode, Don Quixote. Um, <laughs> so, with that, like, being a thing or some of the, the style that I think probably intrudes on these stories here, you know, uh, sometimes it feels like Arthur does stuff in a vacuum, like, and then he talked to the Lady of the Lake. Was anybody else there? Did anybody else say anything? But then I go, oh, no, no, no. Like, you have a friend, and then you've got the weirdness of, you know... The, the this <laughs> a woman who is not afraid to speak her mind talking to the strange woman distributing <laughs> swords and pawns i think that would be pretty funny um it could be funny with a I lot mean, of the different situations especially in, in that area because that's that's also when they meet the the guy pursuing the questing beast and that situation is already generally treated as absurd i can imagine her making it even more absurd talking about how this sounds like a beautiful creature it's like it, it, what what do you mean a beautiful creature i mean it's probably just looking for a home or such it's my duty to look for it i'm questing for it well if your family can't find it so far and then him just getting angrier and angrier <laughs> yeah well i also think there's something like okay so she's smart um do you think at some point, like, you know, like, Merlin's doing the whole tutelage thing. He uh, seems oh. like the kind of guy that'd pick up on that. Like, oh no, she's actually dynamite smart. I'm gonna teach you dangerous crap, because I'm full of wizardry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that line of the... It's never... On the one hand, it's never worked out well for him. But on the other hand, uh, he, he there tends to be female apprentices. So, yeah, she could join the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, and that seems this one would probably turn out. I mean, it's Anne of Green Gables. She's she's yeah. not, she's she's not exactly indeed, like indeed. Anne of Green Gables, a lovely and precocious girl who only desired power. <laughs> um, like given the given the general like hum humbleness that the character sort of aims for the narrative, I I could almost see that be no no she's she does end up the one with the incredible magic powers even as things get crazier and crazier out there, but she's back at the homestead or back wherever just keeping things nice and calm and orderly in a little bubble or something like that I don't yeah know. i could i could see something along those lines uh any, any other thoughts on this that we think would be uh particularly of note nothing immediately jumping out though if we if we ever circle back around to arthur i'm gonna remember that we left Anne here oh and so okay we'll pull her back out yeah that sounds like a that sounds like a fun idea um all right so so that's that's our first one we got our warm-up so this one's gonna be a little trickier all right anne of transylvania oh so okay all right okay. so are we are we looking for a servant are we looking for to expand the bloodline oh, man are we were we were we expecting well, a real estate agent to show up to buy us a house in london and instead I mean, we got and that's how, and that's how, how that yeah there's i mean there's a couple different approaches here because dracula is such a like you know spanning epic there's so many places where Anne could show up because Anne could just show up 
in like like okay in some ways it's the most boring option for like Anne shows up you know right in the family with you know lucy and uh oh oh that that's true we could we could just sort of add her into the narrative there which feels but but the, but the thing is is in a way i go that feels like it it, it just has a lot less to it because at this point yeah. it's one of those i'm like okay you know it's Anne. she's feel, smart she's more lovely. like a punchline she could totally yeah it just feels more like she'd be there in the background looking and somebody would be like "Ooh, a guest spot how'd that happen <laughs> um because she's a kid uh, like, and they're I, not going to get like her involved you yeah. know but on the well, other hand there, there is that point in the novel where van helsing is going to all this trouble to keep lucy safe with with garlic and then the, lucy's mother has such a weak heart she cannot be told about any of this so she just removes all the garlic because she doesn't understand I, I i almost feel like Anne being there is almost the punchline of the oh she convinces her that they're ever so pretty or something i'm like eh, that's, oh, goodness. Uh, there's not yeah. too much more to i mean that would be that. yeah yeah that is kind of yeah. funny though, funny because, though yeah yeah i mean she's she's terribly clever um I mean, but as far as maybe not even necessarily castle like, dracula the, the bum bum yes. bum yeah that's so what the story of dracula just sort of like the setting what what can one do yeah of the, so, i was expecting a blank and instead there's a redheaded 11 year old yeah um so i can i can see something along the lines of you know all right um i guess i guess the two approaches is, is how many how many degrees of dracula we got because one is she just shows up in the village and it's one of those oh, oh that's no, a good point Dracula's oh. a terrifying monster but I think this would be the fun thing. So if she just starts off in the village, it starts with the story mm -hmm. of, you know, okay, so there's these somewhat superstitious, oh. terrified people. Oh, so beginning, it's it's basically mm -hmm. played straight of the, there was a couple in this mm -hmm. small village that we're hoping for a farmhand, but instead got the girl. Yep. It's just, we're adding a lot of a lot of garlic to yeah. the food. And I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest, this is Transylvania. Let's have a little more... There's a little more tragedy because their kid. Oh, just... oh, their son is. Yeah, their yeah, Son yeah. is the dead. Has 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 passed on, maybe from yes. disease, mysterious blood loss disease. Eh, we'll see. Could be. Could but, be. But here's the fun part because we've already mm -hmm. gone with this thing of, and and superpower for all this is that she manages to win people over, which means when she wanders into Castle Dracula, <laughs> she's coming out okay. So. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just imagining this whole thing of she shows up and there's a certain level of, you know, the terror, the weirdness. Mm -hmm. And when he puts on the whole spook show, she's unflappable. <laughs> she asks like, oh, your shadow can move. That's so clever. Like, how does that happen? Blah, blah, blah. And so on a certain level, instead of his usual, where he's used to people being terrified and you know, that fear leading to the kind of hunter instinct, he's thrown mm -hmm. off his game. And so he's just very entertained by all this, that, for one, she seems to not notice anything at first. But it's not because she's dumb, it's just because she's just fairly unflappable. She's just interested in things. She's yeah. very curious. And so... Yeah, well, I, I, um, I don't know if Anne herself if there's a specific hermit character she befriends, but um, there are plenty of curmudgeons that yeah. come that, that she brings around, and this uh, this feels very much in that vein. Right. So I can see the whole thing of okay, so Anne 
you know, has, has, has visited the castle and come back. And so to some degree, you know, because scandals in the village, you know, that's definitely <laughs> Anna Green Cables type territory. Now oh, everybody's yes. terrified of, <laughs> of little Anne. I mean, they're not going to be mean to her because, well, the last person who was mean to her, you oh, know. Oh, dear. Something, something oh, poor Richard. happened. <clears throat> Their hair turned white overnight, and they don't talk mm-hmm. about it anymore. But you know they've yeah. been far too cruel, <laughs> and now and now Anne just seems to get along with everyone in the village ever so well. Now, I think what would be also fun is that at this point, you know, we get to we get to change the narrative a bit again because mm-hmm. uh, at at some point there's this whole offer to her adoptive parents of. Getting Uh-oh. to go overseas for education, which is also an oh. Anne arc. This mm. one, of course, is yeah. going to be on a ship with her Uncle Drag. Yeah. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. there's a certain mm-hmm. level to which maybe this is where, you know, and as she's getting older, she's admitting there might be something a little peculiar <laughs> about her uncle. Yeah, that's a... That is an interesting way to go. Right. So, you know, she manages to uh, make it, and I assume at some point she chides him, and he Mm -hmm. doesn't eat the rest of the crew, but they still (laughs) make it. And so she has a very complicated sort of thing, because I have the feeling that, you know, if, if it's still in the relatively young stage i can see this level of well you don't understand like this guy was a thief and this guy was this and this guy was that and just oh and after she thought about it it seemed perfectly sensible that he had eaten all good um so then you get to uh so you get to, to england and you get to have a new arc because the thing is is yes dracula is there to feed and be a monster however he is 100% on board with her education. 100%. Mm-hmm. Which does change the, the scope of things a bit. Right. So there's the Abbey and all the things. Yeah. And maybe there's a Renfield, which I would I would say that would be funny too, because it'd be like, you know, and the curious Mr. Renfield, who, you know, Anne talked to, and, you know, once again, the winning over everybody thing. Um, mm-hmm. And possibly making it so he's less of a crazy pants and then oh yeah well she's getting an education so this puts her right in the orbit of certain doctors and well, yes these yeah. two. and so it could be one of those things where i mean and then then i wonder how they they thread together because yes he's invested in her education but he's also invested in being dracula so those yes. those eventually feel like they'd come to some kind of clash, but not necessarily a violent clash, at least, you know. Like this this one very much starts going into season to taste territory of where does your particular idea of humor or action or um or something or, or drama or, or yeah e- exactly like yeah. the deep. There are ways to somehow make this work out relatively happy. There are there there are ways to shatter her innocence, but still make her come out on top as far as reviews, are, or to make everything work out fairly well. There are many different ways to to tackle this bizarre mix of people. 
just yeah, by adding think, one person. Yeah, I think it's it's very easy to just take the you can you can definitely change the tone you want to go with this because it could be just really funny, it could be mm-hmm. terrifying, like where you start to go no no loss of innocence and definitely one of those like and now it's are you willing to kill your parental figure who, who brought mm-hmm. you over here, and in their own monster way still loves you that's yeah. that's that's of course good horror drama type stuff or you know you can just have it kick it kick it over to the pure action territory where it's just you know Anne of green gables vampire hunter i mean <laughs> it's nope could could end up going that route yeah i mean it'd it's... be an interesting uh, i or empire somewhere obviously. I, I am not well versed enough in these stories to be able to build the adventuring party out of her and Pollyanna and the little women and, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Also, I don't think the years line up correctly. No, probably still, I, I feel like someone, someone out there, how are you, they put zombies in pride and prejudice. How is somebody not already on this? Uh, you know, I, the vampire of Nova Scotia. I don't know. Um, Although I like saying Anpire because the idea of her also being an undead oh. abomination. I mean, you know, she'd be a lovely little abomination who would win everybody's heart over. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a different that, thing. That is too. a that is a way you could go too. Of they they were expecting a boy, mm-hmm. got an eleven year old vampire. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's possible too. Is this. I mean, this is okay. I'm gonna be honest. I, I this is a fun one. I I do enjoy this one. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, I think I think that's most of the angles covered there that I yes. can think of right now. Do we want to yes. do want to move the, on to the next, or we got one? I think though. No, again, I will say if we mm-hmm. ever circle back around to Dracula, which may or mm-hmm. may not happen. Yeah, it's well trod ground. But if we ever do, I'm going to reserve the right mm-hmm. to pull Anne back out. Just. That's that's perfectly fine. Nobody puts Anne in the corner. All right. So it's kind of a theme. Yeah. So let's see here. Okay. So we've we've covered two fairly uh two fairly bounded kind of kind of settings. Oof. This this one I feel like you're gonna you're gonna definitely run with it faster than I can. Anne mm-hmm. of Mars. Oh. Now we've got okay. options because. Yeah, when you say Mars. Mars, do you mean Mars or Mars? Well, do we want to go the Barsoomi route? Well, we we could. I don't know if you were more imagining, you know, space explore, you know, the, the space station, space settlers, terraformers well, type thing. Because I, I was if, thinking, if that was your first impression, that is very fun to. Yeah, I. Th- still- I mean, okay, let's let's let me be perfectly clear. If we did a hard sci-fi. Here's Anne. Anne ended up on the wrong rocket and somehow is on Mars now. And she is, I, you know, to, to be fair, this ends up looking bizarrely similar, just with some reskinning. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's basically gonna be of Red Gables, and uh, you know, it, it's the same kind of conflicts with a little the, more science jargon. Um, you will you will have you'll probably st- you'll have the one room schoolhouse equivalent because it'll be mm-hmm. a small community. So you'll probably have the 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 creepy first teacher and the better second teacher that you can run that straight up. You can have yep. them leaving to a bigger settlement or even back to the moon or something. Yeah. I mean, not Earth, I suppose, but for some reason in stories like this, it's always on the moon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Further. Um, and then coming back to the 
rust farm. I don't know what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm not the, sure. The, little, the terraforming units to, to to run. You know, you you can do that pretty yeah. straight up. Yep. Um, with silly. I'm trying to imagine the equivalent of the leaky boat scene. I think it involves like trying to do something very silly it's in a dune buggy. I don't know. Prob probably something kind of along those lines. It was yes. all fun and games until the oxygen pressure started dropping, um, which is way more <laughs> dire sounding, but on a certain level, I mean, on a partially terraformed Mars, that may be more mm -hmm. the equivalent of, uh oh, you're gonna be you're gonna be in trouble because you're gonna have you're gonna be all loopy um yeah so but if we're going with the more exotic mm -hmm. and i mean also kind of tapping into more stuff that i'm fairly certain is public domain um true true so going with the john carter of mars style mars do we need to explain this mars a little at least a little i little? I, I wish we didn't but i when when we speak of this mars we speak of a mars older than earth of civilizations that have rose and fallen and are in what people a hundred years ago would would consider their their twilight years we've got giant amazing cities that have crumbled to ruins and people living amongst them as barbarians we've got a handful of city-states surprisingly well maintained um but but warring with each other over the precious dwindling resources um You've got weird green people and beautiful red people, or the other way around, if you prefer. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to harsh your mellow on however you want your creativity to run. Forearms strange creatures, more hugging. Strange Hugs. Hmm? Forearms means more hugging. Hugs. It, forearms does mean more hugging. But also, this is the red planet Mars, so there's also means more weapons. Yeah. So... Okay, so the weirdness of John Carter in the first place, right? He he goes into oh, a cave, and there's special gas. He goes into the cave. There, um, I, I In theory, there's like a special paralyzing gas, and something about it just makes his spirit... I mean, in the first page, we also declare that he's immortal but losing his memories. This is never explained. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, I mean, he basically astrally projects to Mars. Yes. And creates his own body there, and then uh, you know, then then uh, he he's then so has fun fun adventures. Um, right. be, because of the lower gravity, he he can jump ridiculous distances, and also is semi super strong. I forget how strong. Yeah, he is. he's, we, he's we, semi super strong. We may however, cover this at a later date. However, um, super um, strong they feel like he is. But my whole thought on this is just that okay, so he goes in the cave and and just follows him in after recently being adopted oh um, oh, oh the, well he's he is out west john carter is out west to prospect for gold right i'm sure okay. his partner at some point might have felt they needed like you know a oh. local kid to help them with that mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. to fetch things and but you said you were going to get it oh the only kid who was around was this redhead like, all mm -hmm. right and then cue the chase cue the separating of the two partners yeah um, john yep. and Anne end up in the cave yep um I, I <laughs> i'm sorry i'm too thrilled with the idea of you know she's young she's smart she's precocious she can like yeet a freaking like cow over <laughs> <laughs> just like oh yeah and she can jump like you know like 30 feet in the air this I, this is fun times I, I, 
I don't know. I think if we add super strength to Anne, we may have accidentally made an entirely different character. I, I you know, I'm not going to disagree, but the, the the mentality though the mentality would still oh, yes, be the yes. same so that, that's true that's true she's I, not raised a pirate queen think, makes think, a bit of a difference think about uh, how for, much of a smash you make for those keeping track setting, at though. home uh oh yes for those keeping track at home i was making a pippy longstocking reference um i feel like i should probably mark when i'm making weird references just so yeah. people don't get totally or pippy longstocking is not within the public domain okay nope, I, nope. I, the, but, the warning know, go check it out if you yeah, it's 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 fun times. So I just yes. think about the highlighting but, uh, but, of yeah. But uh, but yes, that imagery of the you know being able to do the ridiculous feats of strength like uh, Mr. Carter is kind of amazing. Yeah, my my whole thing of I think it's funny if we keep going with the whole no no she wins people over and how often Mars is about like the conflicts because of like little yes. crosshair clashes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, she's almost OP to the setting. Like, John is tied up, and there's green Martians, and they're thinking about making him do gladiatorial combat, and then they're just like, oh yeah, her. She's like on a palanquin being carried around and, like, talking <laughs> to the king, and they're just hanging out, and it's all great. This this sounds entirely correct, especially because John, when it comes to people, John Carter is a bit of an idiot. Yeah, so, like, you've got that, and it just every time... You know, like, oh yeah, and your sidekick, who, who's just diplomacing and, you know, mm -hmm. precociousing their way to, uh, to the win. I don't, I think you know these ones better than I, have you read these? Like, I think you've read some of them, right? I've, I've read the first one, which is, uh, we'll cover this at a later date, perhaps, but it is, it, it is quite the work, even if it's a little archaic, and yeah, yeah, yeah <clears throat> race issues a little bit but um, yeah i i should there is there is none of this in anne of green gables i will say but uh for those who don't know a lot of times with the public domain depending on the areas you're looking into there you will run into old writers who do not either it, that is that discussion can wait for a time when it's okay. um, more appropriate but you know just some be old careful writers we're racist like some writers today, but yeah. anyway, um, but yes, in the in the case of this, um, it is lots of adventures between these you know competing barbarian tribes and also competing somewhat civilized city states. There is the weirdness of their religion, which comes out up later. Uh, everyone is secretly being run by sky pirates. It's weird, um, but there's there are I mean the the green men have this weird sort of the uh, communal rules for their childhood that Mr. Burroughs felt was t worth preaching against. I, I'm not going to think too hard about that in this session, but, yeah. but I can see that interesting thing of the, um, her finding this method of child re rearing fascinating with the the eggs left hidden in secret caches till they're ready for them, and just sort of raising them all together, yeah. and her getting thrown in to deal with that, and talking about the oh this is I, I mean, used to have to deal with the twins fun. back home. <laughs> Uh, so is okay. So she's also smart and and has this tendency mm -hmm. towards education and educating. So is there a place for that in this setting? Um, that's more towards the cities. Um, there's there are mad scientists and such that get discussed in greater length in the later stories that may or may not oh, be public yeah. domain. Mm -hmm. But uh, there there are certainly people who still do do tech. There's 
there's the bizarre atmosphere factory, which runs on psychic power that Carter sort of accidentally stumbles into. Again, this is one of the, given that it's run by a weird hermit, I feel like this is a place where Anne might be a little bit more useful. Yeah, I mean, Anne, Anne's ability to win people over and then also be pretty smart and suddenly Anne's a minor mad scientist on top mm -hmm. of the other things is... You know, that could at least be entertaining and, like, from a simple uh, plot story yeah. kind of standpoint, useful for the, oh no, but in this situation, we are going to need this kind of device, and there's nobody who can... And yeah. then Anne raised her hand. Um, yep. Though I I think something else I should mention is that, you know, along with her precociousness does come a lot of romanticism. She... Even the, the simplest, most mundane thing around like the little town of Avonlea, if she thinks it looks mm -hmm. pretty, she will make sure it has a much better name than the Avenue. The, 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 just the big town, in, the big road in town just has these apple tr trees going over it, and so at a certain time of year yeah. the blossoms look amazing. So she's like, you, you can't just call this the Avenue. It is the way of white happiness. Um, so... Like, <laughs> and, there's the, and so I can... I, in, I can see that in a lot of things, but on Mars, where you have... Where you have these cities full of chivalrous people trying to fight each other, where, or, or in the specific case of John Carter and this woman Deja Thor, and the fact that the two of them are clearly in love but so bullheaded that they keep screwing it up for each other, I can see her just finding it all so terribly romantic. <laughs> it's kind of putting a lampshade on things and annoying the both of them. Both of them. Yeah, I think I think there'd be something kind of fun with uh, the idea that she starts giving things names and mm. others starting to catch on and liking it, and suddenly there's the whole it is Anne giver of names. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that. That could be a lot of fun to. <laughs> that's, that'd be a fun little little wish to play with. Um, yeah. any any other pieces of Mars that we feel would need to be uh, discussed or play with here? Or are we we pretty good on this one? Nothing immediately leaping out to me. Um, it is again that's that interesting of the taking these character traits and putting them into a set a the Sword and Planet setting where it's just a setting that doesn't necessarily value those traits and seeing what fun you can wreak with them. So the next uh, one we got, it's going to take a little more setup, a little more explaining. Okay. Because uh, it's because it's kind of more meta setting. And my thought is huh? Anne of the Fantastic, and it Anne means, of the Fantastic, and and my thought here would be uh, essentially for a superhero type setting, Anne who gets adopted into some sort of superhero oh. family and just sort of ends up. See, in it. there are. See, it's funny that I go. There's only two I can think of, and one is a parody. Um, oh, which is perhaps unfair. But the, I mean, you, 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 you have your basic one with the, you know, the professor and his love oh, yeah. and her brother and their best friend um, who well, do well, some experience. Hmm? Keep going. We, oh, we yeah. all know who, what you're talking about. Some, oh, yes, yes. We all know. We all know. But but I'm saying it anyway. We do some experiment to, to explore into the unknown and it changes them in certain ways. And But they continue to be both scientists and superheroes. But there's that. There's that sense of I, what? What does he? Um, do they? Well, I mean, are they are they planning to adopt? Are they expecting like a boy scientist, a wonder boy scientist, to show I mean, up or something? 
no, there's there's a couple different ways we could go with that. Is it um, is it Ben? Is did, did Ben <laughs> sign up for some sort of pro? Yeah. Well, okay. Was the net supposed to say? Was the net supposed to say his name to give away the game? Because we're talking about the it's, Fantastic it's, Four here. Yes, yes, we're talking about. So, so obviously, here's here's the thing. There are some public domain superheroes out there. That's but true. That's they true. Are I few and far between. They're few yeah. and far between, and no, I I cannot. Or at least at this point, I have not found any in, in a family unit. But you can obviously come up with your own superheroes that are allegorical oh, or, or close with to this the same kind of thing. Structure. There's, there's so a, like your your two, in my opinion, your your models for like the family superhero setting are the the, the four, the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. um, which is a couple other versions of it, like the first family in. Astro City's very much. But the, the other model I will I will suggest uh, would be um, <clears throat> the Venture family. Uh, as, as, or I suppose you'd say the Quest family, but at this point the Venture family is far more explored. Well, um, and I that's guess true. you could... And you could, honestly, as given how explored they are, you could almost, like, take, take the... the failure and parody off of it if you wanted to to try to play like more straight laced science hero dynasty yeah well i mean but okay. i feel like those are your two directions hey you've is, got, is doc savage you've got scientist and child and then you've is doc savage public domain at this point not yet right. if it sounded like i was you know suddenly darted my eyes angrily at a clock well yes right yes i did the clock is ticking. March 1933. It is going to be another 20-something years-ish. Oh, my God. There are... Uh, for those of you tuning in from the future when we, in one of the timelines where we have a massive following, this is going to sound weird to you, but we're, we're going to have to do some research into how public domain works right. other than the, the yes or... Like, we always make sure to check the yes or no before we're researching one. But figuring out what the rules are for buying future targets would be helpful, and I'm going to have to have to do that at some point. My apologies to everyone. In theory, I am a smart person who does research and knows how to do these things, but I'm I'm a little bit out of shape. Um, well, I, I feel like it's, you know, you're tuning into some sort of, like, sports documentary, and this is the point where I'm in, like, my raging bull overweight physique who doesn't remember how to do any of this stuff. Um, but th- that will improve. I promise. But, okay, to bring it back to the point i wandered way far away from so superhero it, it tends to be science-y in my mind maybe that's not particularly fair i think i think I mean, that's maybe, a maybe model the academy accidentally got a normal girl student oh no actually i mean that would be kind of interesting too okay mm-hmm. so let's let's try with just first anna the fantastic so the idea of no. Anne in a scientific superhero family type of group so they were expecting like you know a boy wonder or or anything basically i suppose and then somehow there was this 11 year old girl set instead i i think i think you know what'd be really funny is the idea Mm -hmm. of you know they'd opened up this crazy portal of some type had gotten opened by some scientific Mm -hmm. thing and through an accident it's just this rather ordinary girl who had just been traveling to nova scotia (laughs) 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 so They've literally That's accidentally kind of perfect, got her. I'm from... amazed this wasn't an issue sometime around 1967. Yeah, so, so it is literally Anne of Green Gables. Mm-hmm. That she she never got to Green Gables. 
mm-hmm. she's now in a laboratory and they they do something about it but you know some sort of robots rampaged in and blew up the machine and i guess they're stranded well shoot what do we do i guess we have to take care of him oh but honey what about the timeline well everything seems pretty stable here i guess things are okay hmm yep came out came out with the chronometer everything seems all right um so then we have just the interestingness of okay in the meantime it's it is kind of fun to have the relatively ordinary kid in the crazy outsized kind of universe i mean because other superheroes are going to be coming and going you know in and out of their lives you're going to have villain attacks on their actual home but we're we're gonna get right back to as as I already said, you know, Anne's superpower being that incredibly likable somehow, and and kind of sassy. Like the you know, okay, it's superheroes, and they don't have powers, and they're a kid. The chances are they're gonna get kidnapped at some point, right? It it will happen. It will winning happen. over their captors would be the funniest thing. Well, yes, like just after a while when they're like sitting there and been watching, and they're just like. This kid's great. And then it's just like, oh, what are you doing? We're planning a heist. And she's just like, oh, well, that seems really silly. Why would you go after a bank when you could go after blah, 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 helping the villains just be nice? (laughs) And I mean, that's already pretty funny. Um, I mean, any common criminal could rob a bank. You could, if if you truly want to be a rogue, you should do something more noted. And then one time with with her sibling, you know, they... They went and they took the rocket ship or the dimensional sled or whatever other, you know, Uh crazy item for traveling around places they really have no business going. Yeah. And, well, it it all turned out fine. The the pet they weren't supposed to bring home. Oh, uh, dear. Oh, yes. Yeah, the amount of... And, and, you know, at least once I feel like you need to have the moment where they just pick up the... You know, like, there's this breaking a tablet over a kid's head. I'm like, I get oh, way no. more interesting here. Just oh, way no. more. Oh, no. oh, he just got pitched out the window. I mean, he'll be oh. fine. He'll land. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Or he turned purple. Nobody. Or some. Nobody thought they were going to grab that plot device that you only use on cosmic beings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you turned him into a grape. Um, we're gonna have to ungrape him somehow. Oh my goodness! <laughs> See, the, given the bizarrely overstated passion with which she has enmity for him for years, I can almost, I, I can see the, just doing the gag of having her look at the ultimate nullifier, but decide now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of a fun one. Now the other the other thing you mentioned, uh, Anne of the Academy, I think that mm-hmm. I think that probably has some uh, some room to play around in too. Okay, I mean that's so it is when poking at the idea of the mutant academy. I mm-hmm. I it bizarrely I always try and find ways to get normal people to interact with them. Yeah, the the common running gag when I come up with it is the the workmen who have to repair it when it constantly gets broken, but. But mm, mm. the idea of a of a normal kid accidentally transferring to a school for gifted youngsters 
Well, it is. I mean, I think of the idea of like, oh yeah, they, this is one of those, they're like, well, we needed to make this happen because there was this young mutant kid who was an orphan and mm-hmm. they want to make sure nothing bad happens. So they've signed all the paperwork and they just totally got the wrong one. Like, just a paperwork <laughs> snafu and it's like, this this isn't that kid. So they'll probably go to yeah. get that kid too. Um, but but now now but there now... is this other kid, and there will probably be that that same level of the, as in that the well I'm sure there's a family around here that can have it. But oh but this, but this academy this palace you live in it's so amazing I wouldn't want to lose it. Yeah yeah that that level of well I mean it's still it's still normal classes and I've always wanted to go to school and and just like. Well, mm-hmm. okay, they they do need I... to learn things. Oh, uh, and what's your superpower? Well, I don't know. No one's told me yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is Which... unnecessarily perfect. And, and, and I think that'd be pretty funny. funny. And you, especially, like, given given the nature of these mutant things to kind of sort of change over time, you you would therefore basically... The Gilbert equivalent is... is going to be one of those characters who will as they age up possibly be one of the mainstays on one of the teams so she's sort of growing up with one of the generations of them so to speak well and and continuing on with the whole thing of you know she's she's smarter than the average you know kid Mm. which i mean it it isn't to the level of necessarily a superpower but in a setting like this you suddenly have somebody who's like, it's just that whole thing of when they suddenly notice, like, okay, well, you know, now she's older, and da-da-da, and she starts teaching the new kids about their powers and how they work because she's been mm. paying attention to everything and learning it, oh. and she's just really good at that kind of thing. Yes. Kind of yes. Thing. Giving you the whole staying at the place to watch over the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially if there's... I mean... You could even have the flat out if there's a partic- if there were a particular two teachers that she was the most bonded to, um, you know, like a brother and sister, and then rather than being advanced in age, you just have the brother perish fighting. I don't feel like doing the pun right thing. now. He perishes in a big event of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And poss- possibly even go with the the sister is also hurt and crippled or something. So she, along with saying to teach, she's also just there to help her. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that, and that has, like, the values of, like, a good, some good superhero drama, but also that kind of slice-of-life feel that the, the Green yes. Gables kind of thing gets. So that, that could be pretty neat. And, I mean, they could still, they like could the, still... I mean, just the, any of her, any of the weird, wacky antics of the book, I can easily see her, like, leading the, these powered, goading these powered students into doing, like, wacky things just around the, the mansion. Like, yeah. I, with powers at her disposal, even stranger reenactments can happen with even wackier results. <laughs> oh, do not let this child near a danger room. Anyhow, um, so, yeah, that would be fun, too. So, okay. I think I think we've covered this, the, this hero angle pretty good. We ready for another one? Yeah, I, I've... Given her point of origin, I feel like I should have made at least one Wolverine joke in there, but, yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so I've, I've only got three more, 
and I'm not sure which one to do first because each of them is its own kind of uh I think this one might be the easiest but maybe also the most boring um okay Anne of the Broken Wastes so it's Anne of Green Anne. Gables okay post-apocalyptic that's basically it it'd okay. be post-apocalyptic right, so, setting so so um there's a couple different levels to that so mm -hmm. I I mean very briefly, uh, apologies for the accent I'm about to do. You've got this settlement way out in the wasteland where <laughs> they've got the last bit of oil around here. But they need some help to what to get out of the green. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Australia. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and you should I, 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 Yeah, yeah. And, and so out of the new kids they're expecting to get, instead there's this precocious 11-year-old. I'm like, eh. Or, or maybe like a more subdued apocalypse like... Jericho might be a little too civilized. Um, yeah. But something where something where you have settlements more. Just... I, I think some settlements, and you know, there there needs to be some radiation. I'm not necessarily. Mm -hmm. So that, something more. Uh, something more uh, Fallout slash Wastelandy. Yeah, I I, I think we because I mean Fallout is, it's funny because in a way Fallout is specific. But it also has a kind of generic feel to it in some ways, right? It's like that's true. And part of it is I'm I am struggling to come up with post-apocalyptic visions that aren't Mad Max or um, Deadlands. Right. So to try and uh, go with the idea of okay, so we have a settlement, and mm -hmm. who knows? I mean, we've we've got well, this would be our second set of the mutants for tonight, but. I mean, different kind, it actually, different kind. it is a different kind. You know, it could be kind of interesting just from the idea of, okay, you have a settlement, right? And they've got uh, some sort of resource, like maybe they're running a water station, right? And so they get this whole thing of, you know, all right, we're letting, we're only letting, you know, whoever in and something oh. happens. And <laughs> this is going to be so macabre, but it feels right. Like, oh yeah, the people we're supposed to get, they all died terribly. Oh, okay, well one person showed up one made it and that's Anne. and they're like, like okay, a, a bit, this isn't a bit macabre but not macabre, but... not terrible like it again like for for the setting like you've like i'm not it's... saying she saw the slaughter i'm just saying you know they didn't make yeah, it no. she does for some reason it's... and yeah uh, yes it could could be any sort of things um so I'd say that, like, it starts getting interesting, because first there's the whole, well, resource scarcity, yada yada. It's mm -hmm. very dire. Okay, can she actually do work? She kind of, sort of can, but it's that whole thing of, okay, she actually is bringing joy to people's lives, which is a commodity in yeah. post-apocalyptic settings, because people are miserable half the time. And so it's just, like, she get a load of this kid. Also, it's a kid. Not everybody's good at doing that anymore, uh, you know, having kids. <laughs> um, so, like, she's kind of winning over this settlement. Let's say they're kind of mining of some type, you know. Uh, well, I was saying water. So they had that water facility of yes, some type. Yes. And so then the kind of, like, fun becomes when they, like, you know, they're sneaking off. They're doing things. Well, then they make they make friends with the mutant kids, and everybody thinks the mutant kids are just cannibal monsters, and maybe a few of them are, but mm -hmm. but she manages, you know, because that's what she yes. does. And then, oh yeah, and then there's the, like, scary people out over here that they just think are marauding bandits, 
and they are and they are but mm-hmm. <laughs> but she manages also to kind of win over the marauding bandits and so you have this whole thing of in, in a way and existing and not playing by the post-apocalyptic rule set she's not trying to hurt anybody she's just talking and she keeps getting along with people and she keeps trying to help out like even the marauders were like oh yeah like we'll probably you know they're evil evil you know like oh we'll just gonna eat her later and then like you know she starts helping them around their campsite and doing yeah. things and they're just like well, I, again, I imagine how her imagination works. She sees them as, you know, a band of loyal knights living by a code, which probably bothers them a bit, but yeah. might be enough to be like, oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe we should might, be. It might, it might shift the balance, though. Like, you know, if she's, like, romanticizing about things like that, she might eventually kind of convince them, like, well, that's what you could do, you know? Like, you defend them, and then they feed you, and everything works out. And so it transforms <laughs> from the marauding bandits to the marauding knights who protect the water facility and so it starts being more of a mutual thing and mm-hmm. you know you, you've slowly got you know Anne who is who is uniting the waste bit by bit yeah which 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 would be a fun kind of thing and then you know you have the weird walled off city that you know has technology and secretly runs a lot of stuff but probably also some weird problems and is terribly mysterious and they're like, when she becomes too big, they're like, well, we're going to induct you into here. You have to come into our city, blah, blah, blah. And there's, there she's going for education. And then slowly but surely, it's one mm-hmm. of those, oh, man. Yeah, we should, should probably listen to her, too. She's she's just, she's yep. just she's adorable. God. Yes. <laughs> but, of course, when given the choice between, you know, the, the life in this walled city and all that, uh, she, she would far prefer to be back with uh, the, the family she had made. Uh, and friends yeah. she had made back at the water plant. Yeah, so I mean that's that 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 seems like a lovely story, and I think it would be yes. it'd be kind of cool too because it plays so far against type with the very dreary way that most uh, apocalypse stuff goes. Yes. Like, not that there wouldn't be some of that, but oh, vastly oh, oh again, one of those season to taste people. Yep. Like you can you can have your bleak humor in this if you want. Yeah, that there's. There is always there are many visions of the waste. Boy, these radioactive rats are so much tastier than the ones we have at home. <laughs> okay, I think I think we've we've touched on that one. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, these these last two are, are kind of long shots, but some of them I'm not even sure how I do. But but I'm just mm-hmm. like, but, right. but it's, yeah, it's yeah. stuff I like. Okay, uh, Anne of Monster Island. I don't even know where to begin on this because I was okay, just like. Well, setting. I'm going to say the silly thing first, which is mm-hmm. the two the, the two tiny twins stand up and they begin to sing and they summon eleven year old redhead. Um, <laughs> so I mean, just because okay. I, I like the the gag of the swap in, but um, mm-hmm. but but oh, more yeah. to the point, more to the point. Yeah. So uh, so, so an island actual, of kaiju, you know. Yes. So you've you've got your, your kaiju island. Which I am. I am not versed enough in the Godzilla lore to know if it's ever explained how that island works, or if you're just supposed to accept that it exists. Well, I mean, it, it feels like an idea that's been somewhat genericized as a thing. Mm, yes, like, yes. I've seen it other places of, this is an island where there are monsters. She could be a castaway. She could be that she was yep. on a boat to Nova Scotia that got really confused in where it was going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, super confused. So... 
and would end up adopted by some kind of kaiju. And that already... Let, let's be honest, that is a story in general. Sounds like a fun time. Just kid adopted yep. by kaiju and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how much elaboration you get. And then the idea of... Wait, wait, this kid can win over people. Does this work for kaiju? Mm. And I, I suppose to some degree I must go, well... The less interesting answer is it doesn't, because then you just have a kid and giant monster story. But, on the other hand, if you have the kid who is the kaiju whisperer, whew, that hmm. that has a whole odd thing to it. Because then you got the whole thing of, well, you know, there's kaiju, and they start fighting, and she talks to them, and for some reason they can understand her. And she starts talking some of them down. And so you know what was gonna be like a fatal rumble is now more of a you know quiet standoff mm. and then when you know like the military's coming after them we we have the usual kid talking to them and talking them down but but yeah far yeah. more effectively in some ways because we've, we've already discussed what 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 Anne's superpower is she eventually wins people over mm -hmm. the the idea of various groups realizing she has this ability and therefore trying oh, to yeah. control her or manipulate oh, yeah. her. I don't really know where you go with that, but that could... I mean, that that's where my mind immediately goes for, like, a story. If we were trying to stick with the whole, kind of, the quaint ways of, of the Monster Island. I mean, you know, the, the very low... Because I, I see this as a comic book in my mind right now. And I'd be like, the very mm -hmm. low amount of word bubble comics where, you know, you've got some sort of off-brand uh godzilla like you know comes mm. out of the ocean and then opens up the whole mouthful of fish and she's eating fish <laughs> on the beach and then sleeping on top of his head it just it, you know mm. it'd be really adorable um and then getting into the whole I mean, okay. wouldn't it be more on brand if uh if whoever it was is more of a giant turtle yeah i suppose so we could go with the turtle too but, but um, godzilla's well, either either way it. either way you know some some form of kaiju um mm -hmm. it'd get kind of weird with the whole kaiju versus aliens thing going on too because that depends a thing. on that de depends on if the aliens are immune yeah like maybe maybe the aliens are immune maybe they don't speak the same language you know yeah, yeah, maybe they're the the one group of people that, that cannot get along yeah, it's it's possible. Eventually, she takes some alien tablet and just smashes it over <laughs> somebody's head <laughs> while she's sneaking around on a spaceship. It's got to happen. It's almost <laughs> certainly got to happen at some point. It'd be really amusing. Which I mean, on a certain level too, it'd be kind of fun because a lot of times with the you know your kaiju films, you'll have you know Godzilla. And there's aliens, and Godzilla's kind of fighting the aliens, but mostly fighting whatever monster the aliens have brought. And then mm -hmm. you've got a group of rotating, almost always different human protagonists also dealing with the alien problem in the meantime. So the idea of having somebody who is actually the stable human like sidekick and mm -hmm. element could be really interesting. Um... Oh, the fact that there's this ways. one point of contact that's that's always there. Yeah, and I mean it. It so then it becomes like that whole thing of okay, so you know, well, the big rubber suit monsters are fighting, 
you know, mm-hmm. ants sneaking around in 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 uh, <laughs> UFOs or having to talk to the tourist or the military who came to the island mm-hmm. to explain the situation, and it's just known they're always Trying to there. Trying get the skeezy guy to give up and, the diamond that he stole at the start of the whole darn thing. Yeah, and at least once, you know, there's the whole thing where they kind of do the whole, oh, but, you know, it's a child, and they'll be raised in nowhere, and da-da-da, mm-hmm. and so they take them to the city, and they get educated, and then some sort of really bad battle happens, and they get injured, and they're oh, like, yes. I've got to go back. Like, I am not staying here, and you can't keep me here. And they mm. return to the Monster Island to, to take care of their maybe now one one less limbed kaiju friend Aww, yeah you know so I, I think that would be i think that's a fun idea that this is i feel is pretty solid i'm i'm amazed it's an avenue that hasn't been explored more yeah honestly yeah I mean, like bits a... and pieces but it's, it's something I'd like to see people explore more. not not no pressure audience yep no pressure um, although, though the idea of the, like, you know, and now, and now it's like this quaint kaiju village. <laughs> they're all, they're all getting along and, you know, get, get that thing off my lawn. I don't know. Um, okay. I got one more and this in okay. some ways I go, this is cause like, you know, both Monster Island, the Fantastic, the Broken Waste, we've, we've had to fill in things a lot there. So this one's mm-hmm. this one's pretty meta genre. This is gonna still be it's Anne. Okay. And it's it's probably Green Gables. Okay. However, however, mm-hmm. we're we're going to change the genre, and it's a fighting shonen type anime. <laughs> Hmm. So like, okay. Only I don't know why this. This I I love those kind of anime because they're they're just so quirky in the way they work, with odd superpowers and yeah, uh, you know, just just fighting. Sometimes replacing talking, common sense, normal problem solving. Just no, no. There needs to be big fights, and boy, are they devastating. Um, yeah. For for some reason, I would the the first thing that comes to mind is more like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where at first it seems like we're just having a typical gothic story until the story decides no, instead it's shape shifting vampire. So it, <laughs> yeah. So like that's that's kind of like my my whole thinking is you know like okay it starts off the same, and there's that whole complaint of we thought we were getting a boy, mm-hmm. but you know the reasoning behind. <laughs> Oh, was instead that Malcolm worried. and Marilla are inheritors of training mm, technique? Probably. I mean, you know, and I, I just imagine it's very much still the whole, yeah, it's, it's up in this same kind of area. It's just, for some reason, much more of a propensity for fighting secret True. masters mm. and techniques. Yeah. Possibly, and, and so instead of having, Malcolm decides you know, to break yeah. with tradition and teach a girl for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know she's super friendly, so you know mm-hmm. we we get the the modern type well, shonen thing where they just are making friends with all their enemies after they've beaten them. Yeah. Except for that Gilbert Blythe, because for some reason, <laughs> so much anime. Yeah, she she just mm-hmm. he's he will truly be can't. the Vegeta. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gonna take a while. Yeah. So okay, 
So, well, that that especially be funny because it seems like in many of the modern versions, the person in the Vegeta slot, be it Vegeta himself or others, is the one who's like carrying the axe to grind. But the idea of your main character having that um, that optimistic hero level of like good nature get along, being the one to be like, no, not you, <laughs> is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, but just that level of like made fun of the freckles or whatever i think mm -hmm. or the, or and, the red and hair and it was and, just and like you, and ever after you could have the over dramatic like oh yeah her no. face background the thing and she's like and that is the one it's all i can't forgive and everyone recognizes yep. that it's supposed to be over the top even oh for yeah them. like i i just imagine it being so funny as like you know all this stuff has been said and it's just like you know it's a fighting school obviously because naturally this, oh, yes. this is what we're doing here it's all about fighting which at which point we we sort of changed things so that one of our first arcs is dealing with the skeezy first team who is a jerk to everyone oh. perhaps a little too close to one of the students yeah. that one we you don't have to you know if you have it be an older student it isn't quite as inappropriate as just him being a jerk but uh but you know that that, that ends with the team up in which i guess it'd be Anne and diana and gilbert would be yeah. your against the one with Gilbert joining in at the last second even though and feels reluctant about it um and being able to defeat him and therefore driving him off and that's yeah. like the end of the first arc second arc second arc Ten first freckle arc fading the, uh... star fist <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I had to say it I mean I mostly I'm just thinking how funny like she's sitting with her friends and it's getting to one of the tournament arcs for the school oh no and so <laughs> it's it's all like you know but Anne, aren't you worried about fighting with friends you know this could turn serious and be rivalries no i'd never stop being friends with any of you and then and then it happens <laughs> and gilbert says the thing oh it's like right and and just oh, oh, says, man, uh, the, the moment would just be so mm -hmm. dramatic as it is, like just, he says the word. And just like, the oh, aura of death over her as her like hair starts like you know the big oh, demon God. glow and her hair's like going up in the air. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I won't forgive you. <laughs> Anne's become a demon. <laughs> There's a part of me that almost goes. I don't know enough Japanese to know how this works, but it seems to always work of the that whole thing of adding and removing a character. I feel like some Japanese could take that and with an E and and have fun with it with kanji. Oh yeah, probably. There might be a pun in there. That's I'm just me sure. having faith that other languages are as wacky as English. That that's fair. I, I'm not sure what else to say about this one other than I think <laughs> there's obvious is, fun for it. A little it. bit of this is is clear silliness, but it is worth always worthwhile to stretch into places where you clearly did not expect to go just yeah. to see how many things actually are still in common well i mean we could we could still have a silly scene in a boat oh 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 certainly now whether it's training or not i don't know mm -hmm. the boat is leaking that's what makes it training you know like <laughs> Because they're sitting and, and having to do, the, like, bail the boat out to keep it from sinking. And then, you know, 
the the person on the shore probably one of the the farming couple they're they're yeah. lovely starts using the technique that causes the waves to keep rising up and crashing more and more <laughs> so they're just trying not to drown and then once something goes wrong it is gilbert who shows up to save them with with of course the but don't think i've forgotten or something like that yeah like, yeah, yeah well I mean, since since the idea of being Anne's the one, like, you know, this doesn't make us even, why? <laughs> it'd be so funny for a Like, it'd be a great running gag to keep up that rivalry until much later in with the arcs and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, Anne's probably even learned one of those, you know, sacrifice health for power techniques, because those are really popular. Real, real they, popular. They, they tend those. to be. Yeah. You might even oh, and there'd be the time skip. It'd be good. Well, yeah, the, the, and I mean there is the time several, skip so. already. So like that's that's built in. So yeah, you know the Green Gables arc. You know that finishes. Oh, <laughs> and then you, and you then get it into goes the, to the Avonlea arc, the yeah, Island arc, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes it goes the whole way. Well, those are all the ideas I have. Um, yeah. at least you know, written there down. Is... I just want to mention as a as a thing that had reached my attention that I kind of wanted to, to just to mention even it's more of a joke than anything. Um, the the fact that th this trope is is played with still is you and many things you'll notice. I mean, within the last fifteen years, someone has taken this idea of say a knightly an, an order of honorable space knights who were expecting an apprentice to show up, but not expecting the apprentice they got. Mm. The, the the pilot episode of Clone Wars in a lot of ways is, is running off of this trope just as one example yeah that's definitely it's definitely had some uh some work and I mean slice of life as a as a thing even in more fantastical genres which is where more of my interest lies it still oh, yeah. has a lot of value I think it's it's a nice yeah. counterplay sometime Yes. Well, that, one of the things going on with these books is the, is an understanding of the setting and bringing it alive, which is very is is generally important unless you turn out to be a master of dialogue or a master of action or a master of like complicated plots, all of which are fun. Uh, but like, unless you are uber specialized in one direction, it is generally help very helpful to have a setting that you're able to you know to to hang a story on and i mean that's 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 some of the uh i think if there's a a takeaway from the the source itself uh this person managed to write a story that just drew on a lot of their own life experience uh you know changed names and and made it work and i think that's why it stood out among all those other Anne orphan stories is that it had something genuine to it and so mm -hmm. there's certainly nothing wrong with with if you can i mean don't get me wrong like everybody's gonna write out of their experience zone to some degree or other otherwise you're you're, you're just gonna be like what am i i'm a person listening to a podcast right now like that's you know that'd be a little odd but it's still a value to see where your experience can inform your writing and how that can bring some uh, dimension to it. Well, I think that's all the, for The now. perspectives that you can bring to whatever it is. As has been shown, her experiences, we can, we can watch what she did and see how it bounces off of however many things we did it with, even wolves. 
Yeah, with wolves. All the wolves. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how you. Well, I, don't know how you I mean, to be to be fair, that's an entirely different childhood book. There's the Alaskan girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we want to go into that territory. That's not public domain yet. Not going to be one for a while. Uh, Julia of the Wolves. Um, oh, I was I was actually thinking about the Jungle Book. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so apparently we'll, this is also we'll have to a trope. Cover that thing. at some point too. Now you mention it. Um, yeah. It's a rich field. It's a very rich field. Very much so. So so are we good? Is this time to sign off? Um, nothing. I can't think of any other like important thoughts that haven't been covered. I think we've covered a pretty good breadth of genre on this. Um. Uh, hopefully we haven't accidentally dinged the original source material too much. Uh, apologies if so, Meg and everyone else. Yep, yep. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and I hope this was fun, at least from a perspective, seeing how you can take a character and just throw them in different situations than they normally might be and get something entirely new. Okay, so this is Shane Wheeler. Oh, yep, and Tusia. All right. And this has been Free the Mythology, Episode 2. Uh, see you later. See you later.